In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Thousands of people coming in to places like Yuma and Del Rio and Eagle Pass. You've got the guys that don't want to get caught using ladders like this to climb over. Even here, where it's, it's got the double layer wall, we've got Trump's 35 footer. We've got Obama's 18 footer on the other side over here, even in these areas. And Mexico San Luis is right on the other side. They're climbing up over that. They're looking for when Border Patrol moves here, they'll come through this gate and then they're into town. And it's like this all over the border. Everywhere you go, you'll find stuff like this. And the problem is you'll find more and more and more of it because we're taking our border patrol resources, sending them to process, basically be Ubers and babysitters for illegal aliens claiming fake asylum so that the bad dudes that don't want to get caught can come through these areas. That's Joe Biden's America. What we're told from border patrol is just like we're seeing in Douglas. Now we're seeing this here too in San Luis while we're spending all of our time focused on places like Yuma and Del Rio and all of the other places where you have these massive groups coming across claiming fake asylum uh, because they've been taught to by the leftists that are undermining our country from within. You got places like this in San Luis where every single night they bum rush the border. But even here, the border patrol resources are stretched so thin. We're in a spot right here where you can see they're climbing over and there's no border patrol anywhere in sight. And they say, once the night falls, they, their border patrol is distracted by the hundreds that are trafficking, coming across uh, further up the wall down here, turning themselves in, pulls border patrol resources over there so that these guys have an easier time coming in. They come in, run into town, blend into town. There's stash houses in town. 
uh, and other places. They get into vehicles and make their way into the United States. And all of this is made easier because of the open borders policies that we have coming out of Washington, D.C. This is what Joe Biden, Joe Biden's America looks like as we have hundreds of thousands of people coming in to places like Yuma. That's what Joe Biden's, <clears throat> that's what Joe Biden's America looks like, folks. That's what it looks like. And President Trump continues to say everything that Biden has done can be fixed in no time at all. But in order to do that, you're going to have to ship out millions and millions of illegals that I don't know if we will ever, ever find. That's the problem. Now, I understand the policies can be reversed. I understand the policies can be reversed, but what Joe Biden is doing to this country cannot be reversed, meaning the, uh, the, the massive influx of illegals that are going to be hiding in our country. Some may be great. Some may be good. Some may be bad. Some may be terrible. Some may be murderers. Some may be rapists. That is the scar that Joe Biden will be remembered as not only the scar, but the scar on our election system, the scar on our southern border, the scar on our economy, the scar on the trampling of our constitutional rights. All of those will be remembered 50 years from now about Joe Biden. But also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will also remember that during Joe Biden, that we, uh, we got God's grace and God's favor and God's blessings back by overturning Roe v. Wade. God bless Ben Berkwam again. I mean, how many times do we have to say it for getting this truth and information out there? All of this, and I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. The reason why I continue to show it is because we're going to use it as evidence someday in court. That I am very, very certain of. <clears throat> so thank you very much for joining in today, folks. You're locked and loaded right here on Live from America I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live-free-or-die Granite State in New Hampshire, and it is a blessing from God to have this job I titled this morning's show, Make America Godly Again, and that's what my shirt says, Make America Godly Again. It's the only way we're ever going to make America great again. It's the only way we're ever going to get that big, beautiful White House back, that Senate back, and that House of Representatives back. We were fighting a never-ending battle with the Democrats, But because of what we did last Friday, we took a massive step forward. There's no more changing the goalposts. There's no more stomping all over us and the Constitution. Little by little, we got to Friday. And now, a lot by a lot, we will get uh, to, the, uh, to achieve what we... We set out to do on November 4th, and that is to drain the swamp. Let's not forget, folks, everything we've been doing since 2016 has been to drain the swamp. And you didn't think that they were going to win a couple battles during that war? Of course they are. But the war is definitely being won by us, the culture war, the information war, and the war on our children is being won by each and every one of us. So thank you very, very, very much. For being here today, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we did not get a morning newsletter out. Uh, I was extremely busy this morning, and I do apologize, but I will be reading from two uh, different devotionals today, and uh, we will still have our morning devotional together. Having said that, before we get uh, before we get any further, I do want to let you know, folks, that uh, 
we're going to start utilizing each one of these platforms that we're on for a different reason. Okay, each, each one will be used in a different way. So from now on, as we move forward, Telegram will be there for, well, obviously to post all of our stuff every day, but we will be doing Telegram Tuesdays, Coffee Talk Tuesdays, every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time if you follow me on, on Telegram. On Locals, there will be uh, everything that we post normally, but there'll be a premier, uh, premium, excuse me, a premium uh, section where you can actually become a premium member and you'll get uh, not only the documentaries that we get ready to, to uh, that we're getting ready to produce here in the next, I'd say, six to eight months, but documentaries will be on there. If you're a premium member, you get to watch those for free. And uh, it costs a lot to put those together, I'm starting to realize. And uh, not only that, uh, behind the scenes content from me and other show hosts that will be on Live from America TV, LFA TV. We're going to be using Roku and Fire Stick in a very different way. Uh, a, lot of the, um, a lot of the videos that Ben Berkwam sends us, matter of fact, all the videos that he sends us from the road, all the behind-the-scenes stuff that the uh, LFA family uh, TV hosts will, will be doing will be on there, and, and, and also Dave Bray USA's journey uh, for his music on a mission will be on there in between all of these shows on Roku and Fire Stick. So you'll be able to watch all that. There, and of course, Rumble, Getter, uh, that, that will be where we primarily do the show every single day. So there'll be something for everybody, folks, and we're just trying to make, sh- we're just trying to make it so that we're not, uh, we're not over, uh, over-utilizing one platform, that we're using different platforms for different reasons. Some people don't have every platform, and I understand that, but a lot of people only have those platforms. So we're just trying to grow what we've done here as the LFA family for the last couple of years in different ways so that we can branch out and continue to spread the gospel and make America great again. There will also be a, um, a, a podcast, a once-a-week podcast called Rise Up where you'll be able to have coffee with me in the mornings and go through the morning devotional uh, that I do every morning, and we're going to be talking about that. So you'll be able to get a, 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 pre, uh, a pre-look at the morning newsletter and how it's put together uh, as we do the Rise Up podcast. So a lot of things coming to LFA TV, and it's all because of each one of you. I thank you for that. Let's get those likes in, let's get those rumbles in, and let's get those reshares in as we go to the Lord today. Before I get to uh, a little book that Al and Carol Morris sent me back in February, I would like to read from Jesus Calling the Morning Version, which we never do here on Life from America, um, because it was really, really good today. And it's uh, June 29th. As you get out of bed in the morning, be aware of my presence with you. You may not be thinking clearly yet, but I am. Your early morning thoughts tend to be anxious ones until you get connected with me. Invite me into your thoughts by whispering my name. And I've done this, folks. I've done this. When I wake up in the morning, I've said Jesus' name. And when you do that, you instantly start putting your mind on God. It's truly a powerful, powerful thing. Suddenly, your day brightens and you feel more user-friendly. You cannot dread a day that is vibrant with my presence. You gain confidence through knowing that I am with you, that you face nothing alone. Anxiety stems from asking the wrong questions. Quote, if such and such happens, can I handle it? The true question is not whether you can cope with whatever happens today, but whether you and I can handle anything that occurs. It is this you and I together factor that gives you confidence to face the day cheerfully. 
And you can go to Psalm 5.3 or Philippians 4.13, which reads, Through Christ, all things are possible. And now I want to go to this beautiful book called God Moments for Men that was sent to me by Al and uh, Carol Morris, who watched the show. Check this out. Knowing God, this one is titled. And it comes from Romans 11.33 and 11.34. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord and who has been his counselor? Now check this out. Sometimes it's hard to love God. Sometimes it's hard to see God as fair or truly kind and merciful. One minute, God doesn't want anyone to perish. And the next minute, he is ready to spew someone out of his mouth. Is it possible that these types of internal struggles spring forth from the same misguided assumption intellectual atheists argue from, which is a dangerously high opinion of our own opinions? It's humbling enough to admit we don't have all the answers. But what we do when we finally come to the realization that we don't even know how to ask the right questions. I think I know the answer to that latter. We fall on our faces and join our wise brother Job in saying, I'm shutting up now, Lord. Now, what does that remind me of? Well, basically, folks, on this planet, in this life, in this flesh, on this earth, we are basically in a womb. We are children. We are children of God. And being here and experiencing this life is no different than being a baby and experiencing the first nine months of your life in the womb. We're always following the guidance of our father, just like our children are always following the guidance of us, their earthly parents. Now, I want you to remember when, you're, when your mom and dad used to say to you, don't do as I do, do as I say. You don't have to have the answers. You don't have to understand why. All you have to do is listen to what I say, and you'll be fine. And when you're 18, you can make your own choices. How many of you have heard that from your parents? Don't do as I do. Do as I say. And that's the same kind of attitude that we need to have when we are thinking of our Heavenly Father. We don't need to understand why he does everything that he does. We don't need to understand how he does everything that he does. Or when he does everything that he does. All we have to do is listen and obey. And our lives will be absolutely full of joy and full of happiness. Amen? All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we say the Lord's Prayer together from your lips to his ears as one live from America congregation. Let's remove our hats and go to the Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, you know the great thing about that right now, we have almost 3,800 people watching on Rumble alone. I would like to see those numbers jump up, but that means that 4,000 people on Rumble alone just said the Lord's Prayer all together. We go over to Getter. What do we have over here? We've got at least 1,000 people watching over here on Getter. And uh, with 1,000 people watching here on Getter, we have another 1,000 people saying the Lord's Prayer together, folks. It is a powerful thing, and prayer 
is powerful. Please lift up your cups. We've got a full, very full show today. So I'm going to be going 1,000 miles an hour. I hope you can keep up. Coffee is a good, uh, is a good way to, to, to keep up today. And thank you so much very, uh, for, the, uh, for the donations on uh, JeremyHarrell.com and any donations that come in through Rumble Rants. We're trying to raise some, uh, some significant money on top of our bills in order to get ready for LFA TV. So any and all is welcome. Sometimes it's nice to get on those 2 or $5 trains and just hammer it home. Many, many hands make light work. All right, first and foremost, you ready? I'm ready. Rumble's ready. Getter's ready. Roku's ready. Firestick is ready. And America is ready. So here we go. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Isn't that what uh, Gomer Pyle? Surprise, surprise, surprise. Shazam, shazam, shazam. Yesterday's star witness, star witness at the Shamuary 6th committee got caught lying under oath, committing perjury, with all of her hearsay nonsense. And yes, I'm talking about Cassidy Hutchinson. Within hours of the lies that Liz Cheney let spew from Cassidy Hutchinson's face hole, the Secret Service put out a statement about two hours after my show last night denying anything of what she said during that hearing, during the January 6th emergency meeting to make the walls close in on Donald Trump. It's a truly great thing to see, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? It's a truly great thing to see. Debunked, debunked, debunked. They like to use that word, so let's use that word. Debunked. The witness gets caught. U.S. Secret Service sources deny Trump tried to grab the steering wheel, and they are willing to testify. Young Cassidy testified that she was told, again, hearsay, that as then-President Donald Trump was being driven back to the White House after January 6th rally, that he demanded to be taken to the Capitol and tried to grab the steering wheel from the Secret Service agent saying, give me the steering wheel, we're going to the Capitol, this is MAGA country. (laughs) She, She just created her own little Jussie Smollett little moment, didn't she? This is MAGA country, we're going to the Capitol. Give me the wheel or I'll choke the life out of you, said President Donald J. Trump. Hutchinson said that Trump got uh, into the beast, which is the limo, after his speech at the Ellipse on January 6th with the belief that he would be driven to the Capitol. And according to her, if you didn't watch the show yesterday, um, Trump grew angry after he was informed. That even though he was the president of the United States, he was not in charge and that the limo would be driven back to the West Wing. Now, the fake news media ran with Cassidy Hutchinson's explosive, amazing testimony. And let's uh, let's listen to it again. When I returned to the White House, I walked upstairs towards the chief of staff's office and I noticed Mr. Renato lingering outside of the office. Once we had made eye contact, he quickly waved me to go into his office, which was just across the hall from mine. When I went in, he shut the door, and I noticed Bobby Angle, who is the head of Mr. Trump's security detail, sitting in a chair, just looking somewhat discombobulated and a little lost. Mm. Um, mm. I looked at Tony, and he had said, did you effing hear what happened in the Beast? Oh. I said, no, Tony, no, I, effing I just didn't. got back. I just got back. What happened? Effing. Tony proceeded to tell me that... When the president got in the beast, he was under the impression from Mr. Meadows that 
the off-the-record movement to the Capitol was still possible and likely to happen, but that Bobby had more information. So once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol, and when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, we don't have the assets to do it, it's not secure, we're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. Motion towards his clavicle. Trump tried to choke a life out of him. Unbelievable. Wow, folks. Can you believe that Trump is a murderer? He was going to choke him. He was going to choke him because he would not listen to him. Well, we went through that story yesterday. We don't have to keep going. But, oh, but the sweet, sweet justice, folks. The sweet justice. Hutchinson said Trump traveled in the beast over to Ellipse that day. But the problem with that is Trump wasn't in the beast. No, no, no. Trump was in this SUV right here. Uh, as you can see him in the uh, in the SUV. Unless that's a, uh, uh, like a like a Biden clone lookalike that they have. I, I, I think that might be President Trump. I think that might be President Trump there in that SUV. I mean, it's just, it's just me. It's just me. I don't know. But anyway, the Secret Service denied the report. And the agents are ready and willing to testify under oath to that effect. Wow. Wow. I mean, you got literally told, you got, you got debunked in hours. Liar, liar, pants on fire. A source close to the Secret Service tells uh, both, uh, tells Bobby Ingle that the lead agent and the presidential limousine SUV driver are prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted by President Trump and he never lunged toward the steering wheel and threw his McDonald's at the wall in the White House because you wouldn't take me to the Capitol. I'm having a temper tantrum. Ah! Unbelievable. NBC ran with it. ABC ran with it. CBS ran with it. Fox News actually ran with it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the January 6th, January 6th committee would like you to believe that this is how it actually went down. All right, you ready for this? This is how they want you to believe that this went down. Play the video. Here we go. I'm crossing the gate. Take me to the Capitol. I'm going to the Capitol, everybody. I think I've seen the presidential limo driving across the ground. Here he comes. President Trump. Give me that. I'm crossing the gate. (laughs) I think I've seen the presidential limo driving. That's what they want you to believe happened. They want you to believe that he grabbed it and said, get out of my way, we're going, and did donuts at the White House lawn to turn back and go to the Capitol. That's what they want you to believe. That's what the January 6th committee wants America 
to actually believe. But folks, here's my question. Did anything that she regurgitated yesterday have any truth to it? Is anything that, uh, that Ms. Uh, Hutchinson said have any truth to it whatsoever? Because after combing through her testimony, so many people found so many lies that she told during that January 6th testimony about President Trump choking the life out of people. Cassidy Hutchinson also told a lie about handwritten notes in her testimony. And Liz Cheney, Miss Piggy the Yellow Teletubby, knew it was all a lie, but because the actual author of the note testified (laughs) that it was his. Oh, let's get into it. Oh, I hate having to do this. You know, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just a parent to a bunch of kids with these politicians. They're all so stupid and infant and, 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 and immature. On Tuesday, Liz Cheney and the Samuary 6th Committee brought forth uh, Cassidy Hutchinson as their surprise witness who was uh, a staffer of Mark Meadows. Okay? According to Hutchinson, who received this information from, information from Tony Ornato, the assistant director of the Secret Service, uh, we, uh, we know from the story that Trump grew angry and he was trying to choke people and kill people and the left-wing media flew with it and blah, 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 blah. We also know that Trump was not in the beast. He was in the, uh, was in the SUV. So that's another lie, okay? Now this. Liz Cheney and Cassidy Hutchinson also got caught lying about a handwritten note that Cassidy took credit for writing. Cassidy did not write the note because the author of the note took credit for writing the note. For writing the note. And the author of the handwritten note already testified to the January 6th committee that he wrote the note. But for some reason, Liz Cheney ran with this lie anyway. Even Donald Trump weighed in on it and put out a tweet that said, I mean, Donald Trump Jr., excuse me, the handwritten note J6 star witness testified she wrote was actually written by Eric Hirschman. She flat out lied once again. The committee knew it because Eric testified under oath that he wrote that note. Cheney questioned him about it, and she knew that Cassidy was lying, but she wanted the spectacle anyway. Former Trump White House lawyer Eric Hirschman is claiming that a handwritten note regarding a potential statement from uh, for then-President Donald J. Trump to release during the January 6th attack on the Capitol was written by him during a meeting at the White House that afternoon and not by White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson, sources familiar with the matter told ABC. Sources uh, familiar with the matter said that Hirschman had previously told the committee that he had penned that note, the handwritten note that Cassidy Hutchinson testified that she wrote. So folks, they just all they did is they just threw up a liar to lie on national TV under oath about President Trump being some kind of uh, abuser and, and serial choke artist. I just, got a, uh, I just got a note here that said Kalia on Rumble requested a birthday song for her little seven-year-old today. Well, we will do that. I don't know the little seven-year-old's name. Thanks a lot, producer, for that one. Uh, but anyway, yes, they want you to believe that that video that I sh- showed you of him driving and doing circles and donuts in the White House was exactly what happened. And they don't even care. Folks, their entire committee, like we knew it was a sham. The American people are starting to realize it's a sham or they just don't care because they're not tuning in. But now even prominent politicians on the Democrat side have to realize that 
there's no legitimacy behind this committee. They cannot, they have no legal reason or legal authority to subpoena anybody anymore. They have no legal reason or legal authority to try to sick the DOJ on anybody anymore. They are completely biased. They are 100% illegal. And everything that they do is only to make themselves feel better because it has no legal weight whatsoever. That committee needs to be shut down and it needs to be shut down right now. Right now. Now, before I get to the birthday song for young David, I have to say we have to go back to Fox News. Yesterday, I showed you a video of Brett Bayer actually getting handled by, um, by Carrie Lake because he had to go on the, you know, he had to go join in on the, uh, the fake news media train and go after her over this drag queen story, which, by the way, she is suing them for defamation of character. Okay, so Brett Bayer already had the mic dropped on him once this week. You would think he'd want to just shut his mouth. But no, that's not Fox News fashion, ladies and gentlemen. No, Fox News has to continue to go down the liberal communist hole of losers and become just that themselves. Uh, here's Rob Schmidt last night on, uh, on Newsmax making fun of Fox News and Brett Bayer. Boy, Brett Bayer's just not having a bad week. He took the bait. He took the Shamuary 6 bait, folks. Check this out. <clears throat> We are now hearing from the former president on various posts where he questions her uh, accuracy. He goes after her directly, says he doesn't know who she is, and said he didn't lunge at the Secret Service agent in the Beast. Uh, that didn't happen. He says he didn't throw his lunch against the wall. That didn't happen, and that she's lying. Cassie Hutchinson is under oath on Capitol Hill. Uh, the president is on Truth Social uh, making his statements. You see how he uh, you see how he takes shots at President Trump there and he's like this woman is under oath on Capitol Hill and President Trump is on Truth Social. So who's the idiot? That's his little demeanor. That's little crybaby Brett Bayer, little blockhead Brett Bayer. That's his that is his statement. That is that's what he's going to re- revert to. He's going to revert to saying she is on she's under oath, idiot, and you're on Truth Social. Brett Bayer is gone. Fox News is losing their way. Fox News' audience will be gone shortly. When people like Real America's Voice News exist, when people like OAN exist, when reporters like um, the people that I just showed you on Newsmax, some of them are good over there, Greg Kelly's great as well, when they exist, when RSBN exists, when LFA TV exists, there's no There's no stopping what we can do. And one of the things we need to do is we need to expose Fox News to the world. Fox News is so bad right now. Anybody who watches anything outside of Tucker is probably swept right up in the propaganda because nothing they do anymore matters. Nothing. Nothing. And I'm I'm even saying that about Laura Ingram. She's done the same thing. She has silenced people talking about November 4th. I mean, November 3rd of 2020. So many people on Fox News, News have. And I don't know how they get away with it. I don't know how they're continuing to get 1.6, 2 million viewers a day. I don't get it. But people go to what they know. They go to what they know. But anyway, having said that, after Brett Bayer is having just such a terrible week, we have to go ahead and we have to uh, award him the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. So let's do that. Oh. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Goes to Brett Bayer, and I'm not even putting it in the rhino section because he's such a Trump hater. 
He sets a Trump hater. I threw it in the swamp donkey bucket. That's exactly where he belongs. Okay. Before we move on to the next story, we got 31 minutes past. All right. Before we go to the next story, let's uh, sing happy birthday to young David, shall we? Seven years old. Woo! I remember being seven years old 100 years ago. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear David. Happy birthday to you. Hey, I hope you have an awesome birthday. I hope you eat a lot of cake. I I hope you eat a lot of cake. I hope you blow out the candles in one big breath, like a Trump-sized breath. I've never not blown out the candles. Even when they give me the trick candles, they come back on. I blow them out in one try. Happy birthday, buddy. I hope you have an awesome day, and I hope you get a lot of presents. I hope you get everything that you want, but more importantly, I hope that you understand how important your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, any brothers and sisters, hope you understand how important family is and, of course, how important God is. God bless you, buddy. Have a great birthday. All right. Moving on, folks. We've got Trump big wins. Big wins in Illinois for, for, in Illinois for Trump-backed candidates in yesterday's primary. And we're going to uh, go from Illinois to New York as well. Voters in five states chose the nominees Tuesday for the fall election. With former President Donald J. Trump, I hate when people write articles. Like, I like to read articles from good people, but you know what? Stop saying that. It's not true. With President Donald Trump scoring big wins in Illinois, where state Senator Darren Bailey won the Republican gubernatorial primary and Representative Mary Miller defeated fellow Republican Congressman Rodney Davis. Miller and Davis were forced to compete against each other in the state's redrawn 15th congressional district. Miller is seeking a second term. Davis, the more moderate of the two candidates, had served in Congress since 2013. Trump campaigned for Miller and Bailey, a family farmer, this past weekend in the candidate's home state. In perhaps the most closely watched race, the Colorado GOP primary for Secretary of State Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters lost her bid for the post uh, amid an indictment for election tampering. Peters had sought Trump's backing and the race was considered a test about whether votes, uh, voters were still concerned about ele- uh, allegations of 2020 election fraud. Now we go to New York where GOP Representative Lee Zeldin defeated first-time candidate Andrew Giuliani, Julia Rudy's son, in the state's Republican gubernatorial primary, advancing to face incumbent Democrat, uh, Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul, who actually walked away big time with her, uh, with her primary. She's uh, definitely going against Lee Zeldin. Hochul easily won her primary. Zeldin is considered by some Republicans to be the, the GOP's best chance in decades to win the New York governorship. I don't doubt that. Let me just tell you something about Andrew Giuliani, okay? Tell you a little something about Andrew Giuliani. So I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know much about Andrew Giuliani. I know obviously a lot about his dad, but I don't really know much about Andrew. I do know he's a good guy. I do know he's an honest, hardworking American, just like his dad. And I do know that, he, uh, that he's a Trump guy. However, do you remember Curtis Siwa, Sliwa or whatever his name was, the guy that walks around with the, uh, the beret on? Uh, I think it's Curtis Sliwa is his name. Well, he was running for, what was it, mayor, back against uh, Mayor Eric Adams, if you remember correctly. 
Now, this guy, he seemed on paper and at, for, at face value, he seemed like a great candidate for mayor of New York, Curtis Sliwa. And he was going up against now Mayor Eric Adams, who's got to be the dumbest person alive. I mean, straight up dumb. As far as academically, Mayor Eric Adams might be the most dumb, most stupid person I've ever seen. Bless a microphone ever. Okay. But let me tell you something about uh, Andrew Giuliani and Curtis Sliwa. So Curtis Sliwa, a while back, I'd say probably when he was running for the mayor, he actually ran Donald Trump into the ground. He actually is a Trump hater. Curtis Sliwa is a major, major Trump hater. Big time. Big time. And you can ask our friend Sean, uh, Captain Deplorable, who is uh, very, very heavily engaged as the loud majority in, uh, in New York and, 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 and all the, uh, the boroughs of New York. You ask him. Ask him about this. Curtis Sliwa went on air and said some pretty nasty things about Donald J. Trump. Basically said he was like the excrement of New York. He said some real bad things about Donald Trump, which completely turned my, my gaze and my support uh, of him and what he was trying to, to do away from him. I had nothing to do with him after that. Here's the problem with that, is that Andrew Giuliani actually endorsed Sliwa after he said those things. And then while Andrew uh, Giuliani was running and campaigning, he was actually working with Sliwa and said that he was the great, one of the greatest guys and they endorsed each other and they love each other. And I think, I really honestly believe that that might have hurt Andrew Giuliani because there's a lot of people there that saw and heard what Curtis Sliwa said about Donald Trump. And when uh, Giuliani started linking himself closer with Curtis Sliwa, it was, I, I believe, that is just my personal opinion, I believe that's what did it for him. I believe that's what did it for him. So uh, Lee Zeldin won and he won pretty handily. Like he really, he really beat him bad. It was like almost doubled. I mean, it was almost in the 20% range. It was pretty bad. So, uh, again, I don't know Andrew Giuliani very much, but what I do know is that he tied himself together with Curtis Sliwa, and Curtis Sliwa is a massive Trump hater, and said some pretty disgusting things about President Donald J. Trump, and proudly, I might add, like saying, yeah, I'm saying it, so what? So what? Bad move, bad move, not good. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on and continue to talk about that. Other Trump-backed winners were Utah GOP Representative Burgess Owens, the former NFL star who in 2020 flipped a House seat held by Democrats, Illinois GOP Representative Mike Bost, who ran unopposed, and Oklahoma GOP Representatives Tom Cole, Frank Lucas, and Kevin Hearn, who also ran unopposed. Okay? Also in Oklahoma, the GOP primary for the seat of retiring GOP Senate Jim Inhofe is uh, headed in an August runoff between Representative Mark Wayne Mullen and state lawmaker T.W. Shannon after Mullen failed to get at least 50% of the vote, according to the AP. In addition, Oklahoma GOP Governor Kevin Stitt swept the primary field with about two-thirds of the vote and Senator James Lankford, who was a pretty, G- he was a pretty big rhino, received more than 70% of the votes counted when the wire services called the race in his favor. Two states had runoff elections, Mississippi and South Carolina. In Mississippi, six-term Republican Representative Steve uh, Stephen Palazzo lost his primary runoff re-election bid to Jackson County Sheriff Mike Easel. 
Um, and in South Carolina, State Representative Crystal Matthews won the Democratic state runoff against Catherine Fleming. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Representative Lauren Boebert won again in the great state of Colorado. This is big news uh, as we've all fallen in love with uh, Representative Lauren Boebert, much like we have Matt Gates, much like we have Marjorie Taylor Greene, much like we have many, many, many people out there who uh, make up the, the new Republican Party. But the far left Democrats and their mainstream media hate. They hate Lauren Boebert so so much because she's a strong warrior for MAGA, and last night she won her primary in Colorado, securing crucial votes of confidence uh, for her ahead of the November general election. Bobert was declared the winner in Colorado's third congressional district over her moderate opponent, Representative Don Corum. She said, freedom wins in a tweet after the results were announced. Thank you all for your support. And uh, she, she's, she's going to continue to be a rising star. She's going to be con- uh, continue to be a rising star. We have uh, reached out to her. She will be coming on the show. We don't know when. A lot of these uh, scheduling guests, it's, it's not as easy as it would be for somebody like Bannon. He, I'm sure you could just, hey, uh, come on the show. Okay, I'm coming on. Uh, but we don't, have that, uh, we don't have that large reach like Bannon has. So it, sometimes it takes a little longer for them to schedule shows like us in. But that's okay. We will have her on. And it'll be great. I want to thank the following people. JLB317, thank you for the $25. Patriot Donnie, thank you for the $100. Patsy Boatwright, thank you for the $60. K Wick, K Wicky Koala, thank you for the $10. Love you. And Sky FEI, thank you very much. God is winning and so are we. Keep praying every day. As she said, or she or he, I'm not sure, sends $20. Thank you so very much. I appreciate each and every one of those. Okay? All right. So we got some big wins. Let's move on uh, to the state of California, as there's always something nefarious and crazy going on out there. But what they just did, what the attorney general did in the state of California should be criminal and there should be consequences. If you live in the state of California and you're a gun owner, then your names and your addresses and your personal information, private personal information, by the way, was leaked out on a California public government website for all to see. Talk about doxing millions and millions of legal gun owners in the great state of California, but they did it, and we're going to get into it. The California Attorney General's Office leaked the names and addresses of the state's legal gun owners. The private information of California's gun owners was posted in publicly accessible files to the California Department of Justice's 2022 firearms dashboard portal. And this was reported by The Reload. Quote, we are investigating an exposure of individuals' personal information connected to the DOJ firearms dashboard. A spokesman for the office told The Reload, any unauthorized release of personal information is unacceptable. We are working swiftly to address this situation and will provide additional information as soon as possible. Does anybody out there want to get want to uh, chime in on whether they think that they actually care or not? Does anybody out there actually think that California or anybody out there really cares that anybody leaked this information? Or would you think that it might be safer to say they were probably involved in doxing each and every one of you? Because I would be inclined to think it's the latter. I doubt very highly 
that somebody, some individual put everybody's personal information out there for everybody to download and that the state actually cares that it happened. I would think that they probably were part of it. California gun owners have been put at risk by the attorney general's office after the new dashboard leaked their personal information. The California Department of Justice's uh, 2022 firearms dashboard portal went live on Monday. So right after it went live, and you you mean to tell me that they didn't know this? Come on. With publicly accessible files that include identifying information for those who had concealed carry permits. The leaked information includes the person's full name, their race, their home address, their date of birth, and the date that their CCP was issued to them. So if you are in California, I'm sure there will be a class action lawsuit. The data also shows the type of permit issued, indicating if the permit holder is a member of law enforcement or a judge. So if you're a, if you're a cop, if you're a detective, if you're in law enforcement in any way, shape, or form, or you're a judge who has a concealed carry permit, they put out all your information, and I guarantee you, my personal opinion, they did it on purpose. The, review, uh, the Reload reviewed a copy of the L.A. County database and found 244 judge permits listed on the database. That means 244 judges' lives and their families have just put at risk. The files included the home addresses, full names, and date of birth for all of the judges, The same was true for seven custodial officers, 63 people with a place of employment permit, and 420 reserve officers. Now, the reload is not publishing the leaked data in order to protect the privacy of those affected by the leaks. However, uh, posts across social media indicate many others were able to obtain each and every document during the time that they were live on the state's website. See, this is what they do, folks. They create a problem. They want you to believe that they care about the problem that was created and manufactured behind closed doors. And then they tell you they're going to fix the problem. But what they really do is they go after you and I. They're doing all of this on purpose. And they knew darn well that the entire time that that was live, that people were out there downloading and downloading and downloading. And you don't think that uh, BLM is going to end up with that? You don't think Jane's Revenge is going to end up with that? You don't think Antifa is going to end up with those names and those lists? Of course they are. Of course they are. So what needs to happen, folks, is that anybody who lives in the state of California, if you own a gun legally, you're going to be part of this lawsuit. Get your money. If California can give billions of dollars to people who aren't even supposed to be here legally, then they can give money to you. So go get that money because it happened. Talk to an attorney today. I guarantee you there's going to be a class action lawsuit for everybody in California. All right, moving on to the next one, folks. Um, We're getting closer to World War III after yesterday. Now, Biden, Obama, Boris Johnson, uh, Macron in France, all of them, Germany, they all want World War III. Why? Because they're all part of NATO. What does that mean? Well, ladies and gentlemen, all these United Nations, all these NATO members, all of these globalists, They need World War III to happen in order to complete their agenda, which is world globalization, new world order, one world dominance. Again, not me or Alex Jones from 2002 saying that. That's coming right out of the mouths of Klaus Schwab. It's coming out of the mouths of Biden. It's coming out of the mouths of every leader that belongs to NATO, of every country. They want World War III, and yesterday, folks, 
they, they, I think they're going to accomplish it. This morning, it was announced that NATO will be moving troops to, west, to the western border of Ukraine and other developments. This is bad. This is not good. If you thought that using Ukraine as a proxy country to have a war with Russia was bad, now that NATO is going to put troops on the border and help, and help Ukraine, this is a direct act of war from NATO to Russia and Russia's allies. And it's going to be bad. But this is what they wanted. This is what they need to have happen. NATO continues to re- reveal in a collective delusion and pretend that it can change the outcome in Ukraine. That was demonstrated today by the fanfare surrounding that the news that Turkey will no longer block Sweden and Finland from joining the crew of the Titanic. On Monday, yesterday, or two days ago, NATO Secretary General Jens Stolenberg announced NATO would boost its troops on the western border near Russia. Quote, we will increase the number of high readiness forces to well over 300,000, he said in a news conference in Brussels. This includes, quote, more pre-positioned equipment and stockpiles of military supplies, move forward deployed capabilities like air defense, strengthened command and control, and upgraded defense plans with force pre-assigned, forces pre-assigned to defend specific allies. You don't think this is going to absolutely enrage Vladimir Putin and Russia and China and Iran and all these crazy countries out there that can do massive damage? You don't think this is going to tick them off and say that's an act of war? Of course it is. Of course it is. This is what they want, though, folks. I told you. In order to achieve their agenda, they have to have a world war. Because in order... To achieve their agenda and have those little blue UN hats all over the place, they need to say the world is in chaos. We need to fix it. We have the manpower. We have the resources. We're going to fix it. And from the ashes will be the new world order. My question is to you are they going to beat God now? Do they think that this is going to happen now? Is this the moment that we have all, all of us Christians knew has been coming? Or is God going to wipe them away? Because he's got further plans for the world, for the human race, and for America. I guess nobody knows. But what you should know is that's their plan. And them putting 300,000 troops, NATO troops, on the border of Russia and Ukraine, that's going to be looked at as an act of war by Vladimir Putin, and it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. Scumbags. Straight scumbags NATO is. Every single one of them. Including our elected officials who are in it. Let's move on. Yesterday, I told you that the CDC is about ready to force all children to take the COVID-19 vaccine or they will no longer allowed to be go. Or they will no longer allowed to go, be allowed to go to school. And that includes public schools, private schools, Christian schools, charter schools. The only way you're safe is by homeschooling. If this goes through, that is what the CDC and the Biden administration are moving forward with now. We all know that they've been using uh, different um, avenues of propaganda to brainwash and indoctrinate kids into wanting to take the vaccine. 
And now they've gone to a new low, folks. They're using Sesame Street to push the propaganda on parents and children that they should all be vaccinated, even though the only people that are catching COVID are the ones that have been vaccinated. Other than that, I never hear about COVID ever anymore. This is Elmo on Sesame Street pushing for your child to want to be vaccinated. Now daddy has super duper bandages just like Elmo. (laughs) You were super duper today getting your COVID vaccine, Elmo. Yeah, there was a little pinch, but it was okay. Elmo was really glad to have daddy and baby David there with him. Baby David, Uh, where are you? I had a lot of questions about Elmo getting the COVID vaccine. Was it safe? Was it the right decision? I talked to our pediatrician so I could make the right choice. (laughs) I learned that Elmo getting vaccinated is the best way to keep himself, our friends, neighbors, and everyone else healthy and enjoying the things they love. Oh, Daddy, oh, Elmo and baby David have a question. Can we have a hug? Oh, come here, son. Love you, Daddy. I love you too. Come here, my little COVID it's vaccine. It's okay to infected. have questions about Rat. COVID vaccines for your kids. Get the latest facts by speaking to your pediatrician or healthcare provider. And you too can join the cast of Sesame Street and be injected with an experimental drug, and we'll see how it pans out. It's sickening. By the time this is all said and done, your children are going to be running to you saying, I want to get the COVID vaccine. Billy and Timmy and Julie and Sasha, they all got the vaccine. Why can't I get the vaccine? And then you're going to have these parents out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just get get them the vaccine. Shut them up. Shut them up. I'm posting on Facebook. Just get them the vaccine. Shut them up. Whatever. Julie and Timmy and Bobby and Sheila all have it. And look at them. They're fine. Five years later, they look like, uh, they look like, uh, what's her name? Uh, how dare you, girl? What's her name? Uh, how dare you? Greta Thunberg. How dare you? Yeah, five years later, they look like her. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Anyway, folks, we've talked about it a lot lately, and let's continue to talk about it. What's the saying? Go woke, go broke? Well, uh, these states, these blue states that are already broke anyway, already looking for trillion dollar stimuluses that we have to just print to give them because they were so stupid during COVID. Well, folks, they're going more bankrupt because more major Fortune 500 companies are leaving blue states to run to red pastures. What am I talking about? Well, we've already talked about Illinois losing two major businesses last week. And now Chevron is selling all of their California property. And they are moving their company and all their jobs to the great red state of Texas. Texas is well known for energy production. And so this, they say, is a perfect fit. Once again, California is losing a major producer of jobs and tax revenue, which means that that tax burden will then fall on the already burdened taxpayers who are paying for all the illegal aliens to have a better house and life than they do. Chevron intends to sell its vast headquarters campus in San Ramon, keeping its head office in the same East Bay City and shift jobs to Texas, a move that could deal a fresh blow to the Bay Area economy. The energy giant said it will cover relocation costs for some employees to move from San Ramon to Texas. Quote, Chevron plans to sell our Chevron Park campus and move to a new modern leased space in, Sa- uh, in San Ramon, the oil titan said in comments emailed, emailed to this news organization. The location of the leased space wasn't immediately disclosed, 
Uh, however, Bishop Ranch, an iconic mixed-use office, retail and restaurant business park that's adjacent to the current company headquarters in Chevron Park, has the capability to offer modern office space uh, for tenants. But, ladies and gentlemen, their headquarters and hundreds of jobs and their 140 years of being in California is over with now. This is part of the red wave. This is part of the red tsunami. Now, my heart goes out to all those California people living in the Bay Area who are there legally paying taxes for the illegal people. However, folks, this is bound to happen. It's called business. It's called business. And California is not good for business. Illinois is not good for business. New York is not good for business. Florida is good for business. Texas is good for business. New Hampshire is amazing for business. And there are many other states as well that are out there that will gladly open their arms and say, come on, we got you. We got you. Go woke. Go broke. And that's exactly what these blue states are doing. You're not going to want to leave yet, folks. I noticed some of you are leaving. The end of the show is going to be very funny, so you're going to want to stick around. Um, We've got... uh, And we've got some good news to end the show, actually. The Arizona legislature. Let me just tell you a little story about the Arizona legislature before we get into this story. They have been a joy to watch over the last two years. The Arizona legislature, and I'm talking the Senate and the House, they've been an absolute joy to watch. It's been great getting to know the people that are uh, the, the elected officials that are involved in the Arizona legislature. And it's been even greater to watch them work as a cohesive unit to make their state better. I don't know if there's a better group of state legislature members than that in the state of Arizona. Having said that, let's talk about a massive win for Arizona as the state legislature has passed universal school choice legislation expanding empowerment scholarships um, and eligibility to every family no matter what school they attend. They know the importance of child education. They know the importance of not indoctrinating, and they know the importance of not brainwashing your child. This is great, great, great legislation. State Representative Ben Toma introduced this bill, and we've talked about him before, which will provide eligibility for an Arizona Empowerment Scholarship account to every student in the state, no matter which school they want to attend. Families paying for private schools or homeschooling will receive a break from financing other students' public education for a change. This is what I want to do in New Hampshire. This is exactly, if I win state rep here in New Hampshire, this is exactly what I wanted to do here. I wanted to take the burden, the tax burden, off families who are sending their children to private or or Christian schools um, to not have to pay so much for the public school system because the public school system is what rapes your taxes more than anything else. I know here where I live, the public school gets most of of the taxes that we pay, and we pay a lot of taxes. We pay a lot in taxes. But the Empowerment Scholarship Account program uh, from the Arizona Department of Education gives eligible parents public funding to pursue flexible options for customizing their children's education to their specific needs. That, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely awesome. Thank you to the state of Arizona, um, and thank you for having the guts to stand up against Biden and everybody else who, uh, who stole the election. Arizona has definitely led the way, and I would like to give them today...
Marty Award of the Day goes to the Arizona Legislature. And having said that, I think each and every person should log into Rumble right now and give us a Rumble for that one. All right, folks, um, we've got two more things to cover here real quick. So, so, so please, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's stay tuned, okay? Um, the Supreme Court, we got another huge Supreme Court win. Uh, <laughs> it just keeps happening. I, God is definitely working. But anyway, this, this uh, Supreme Court win is actually tailored really specifically to the people of Louisiana because yesterday the Supreme Court handed down another ruling and another decision basically in favor of the Republicans in the state of Louisiana saying that they do not have to use the Democrat-drawn maps, the lines, the congressional lines, that they go back to using the Republican version of the redrawn maps and the redrawn uh, congressional districts because the Democrats um, was, was completely biased. It was completely biased, and it would have helped them win every election in Louisiana. And, of course, the Democrats are saying that the Republicans don't want it because they're racist, because they don't want black people to vote. Well, the Supreme Court said, nah, not going to happen. Let me read you exactly what the, uh, the ruling says. I have it pulled up here. The ruling says, the application for stay presented to Justice Alito and by him referred to the court is granted the district court's June 6, 2022 preliminary injunction. In addition, the application for stay is treated as a petition for a writ. Um, I never can say that word right, Shatori, um, before judgment, and the petition is granted. Uh, Justice Breyer, Justice Sotomayor, and Justice Kagan, the three liberal judges, they obviously dissented, but the Supreme Court restores GOP-drawn lines in Louisiana for the midterm elections. SCOTUS rejected Democrat claims that the map suppressed the black vote, as they always do, even though they're the racist ones, going after Clarence Thomas. Five for six, folks. Five for six in Supreme Court rulings, and you can't beat God. I don't know how many times we have to say it. Sooner or later, they're going to listen, but you can't beat God. Before the last story of the day that's going to put a smile on your face, let's highlight Rise TV. Rise TV has been a sponsor this month for Live from America. They're helping fill in the gaps where, uh, where we're missing money right now because of donations. But it's okay because God always provides, and he provides in a way where we're helping other businesses that are patriotic. So please, if you have not had the option or the opportunity to do it yet, go to rise.tv, check them out, sign up for a month, watch everything on there, and if you don't like it, you can cancel it after that. But I promise you, with the amount of content that they're getting ready to add, you're not going to cancel it. So go to rise.tv today, sign up, and just let them know if you can, that Jeremy Harrell sent you from Live from America. Okay, we're at the end of the show, folks. Here we go. You ready for this? I've been waiting for this moment for the whole show. I think you're going to like it. The Shamuary 6th Committee, they had, a, they had a bad week. They had a bad week last week and this week. Brett Baer of Fox News, and Fox News as a whole, is having a very bad week. Baby murdering commies are having a bad week, which means that Satan himself must be having a bad week. And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to go live right now to a press conference with the devil speaking about his recent losses. I want to thank you all for coming down here today. I hope it's not too hot. You can always turn the thermostat down a couple thousand degrees if anyone gets uncomfortable. Hmm. It's kale flavor. It's my favorite. As you all know, the team and I suffered a uh, big defeat this week with... Um, the overturn of Roe v. Wade. We went out there, we, we gave it our all. 
Uh, we had a fantastic offensive game, but ultimately the good guys and, uh, and Justice Roberts came in clutch. <laughs> Played a better game. So let's, uh, let's take some questions. Uh, you, you there with the teeth. Satan, it seemed like you had it in the bag with Roe on lockdown for 50 years. What went wrong out there? Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you for the question. Um, you know, we gotta look on the bright side here. We, we put up some incredible numbers. Over 60 million PBAs, that's pre-born babies aborted for the late person. It's an absolute world record. Uh, yeah, I can't take all the credit though. This is a team sport and uh, we got an incredible team. You know, got Planned Parenthood, Moloch, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> they all made this possible. It didn't go the way that we uh, wanted this time. But in the end, we still have a championship team of demons, devils, and Democrats out there. And you know, there's always, uh, there's always next season. Excuse me, the devil, uh, what are your plans for the Hell franchise going forward? Yeah. Excellent question. Uh, obviously, this is a rebuilding year for us. We're gonna, we're gonna build back better. And uh, we have some great up-and-coming prospects. We got Kamala Harris. Uh, you've heard her uh, demonic cackle. Of course, it's one of the best in the game. It scares even me sometimes. <laughs> you know. uh, of course, we've got all the, the progressive Christians out there. Uh, we got the guy from Green Day. We got Pink now. And of course, the Republicans with the weak defensive game. So thanks, Mitch. Um, you know, they let us remain dominant killing babies for over 50 years. And let's not forget, we still have we still have California and New York in, in in the bag, putting up incredible numbers in the child sacrifice department. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Babylon B, they uh they never disappoint. They always do a good job. Uh, that was their recent uh, joke, uh, basically mocking the devil. You having a bad week, devil? We're winning. And ladies and gentlemen, that brings me right back to the beginning of the show. Let's circle back. We are making America godly again. We took back the rainbow. We now have pro-life month. We're winning every step of the way. And now we just need to take back that big, beautiful White House with Donald J. Trump. Folks, that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you very much for watching today. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please visit JeremyHarrell.com. Get involved. Sign up for the newsletter now that we've got more capability to send more people newsletters. And remember, folks, keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close. And keep spreading that gospel. I'll see you at 5 p.m. Until then, have a great day. Peace.